Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dodson, here with my two best friends, Matt O'Hara hey. and Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, guys. We're talking AFC South today. We are the three best friends that anyone Mm -hmm. could have. We are Mm -hmm. the three best friends Mm -hmm. that anyone can have. Sorry. I don't know the words, but I'm just going to hum along because it seems like a song I can hum along. Yeah. Hangover. You don't know that. The Hangover. Oh, yeah. Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. I watched that movie like once. It was funny. It was funny. I thought, but people were saying it's the funniest movie of all time, and I was like, I can't watch this again because that's not true. (laughs) But it was funny. It was funny. It was good, but yeah, it got a little overhyped. It wasn't as good as like the prime Will Ferrell era of like Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. That, those are good. That's good stuff. Anchorman. Like Today we're talking AFC South. Nerd Herd episode. We're talking MC South. Later this week we have some breaking news. Ooh, big news. Banana, banana. Dude, got it. Got him. Yes, that's what we have coming. <laughs> probably dropping on a little short podcast to announce it. Probably on like Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. We'll see. Big news coming this weekend. It's all from Dice Nerds. Just check it out. Make sure you're on DiceNerds.com every day. But mostly on Saturday or Sunday, uh, or Friday <laughs> or Friday night. One of the two. Well, we'll be around. But we're talking about the, we're going to talk the South, AFC South, which is down south, down usually. south, which is yeah, Texas. Which well, why is Indianapolis? Why is it considered the South if it's Indianapolis? Because they're not South. No, that's Midwest, right? Yeah. Why is that in the AFC South? Lovely town, by the way, Indianapolis. Very lovely. We went. We went and saw a game there. You went to the nicest combine. people. Will ever you'll ever talk to like in the stadium? I know, but when you're in the when you're at the combine, you don't get the true. Full, it, was a, it was more true, of a cross section of people. You don't get the full feel of the the city. We were there, and they were like the nicest fans ever. It was the uh, really nice. It was like an indoor stadium that felt like yeah. an NBA Lucas arena Oil. almost. It, it was very nice. It was the fans nice were really nice. They were super nice there. They were really nice in Kansas City too. Another place they were very nice. Kansas City. Really I've heard nice Kansas much. City's super loud. Is that true? Very loud. Very. Loud, like my ears were ringing the entire rest of the day after being there. Dang. I'm half deaf, so I kind of just fine. Go experience that. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, when your ears stick out like mine do, they take all the noise in, so you go deaf catching way sooner. it all, yeah. catching it all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta so, catch them all. Before we go into the AFC South thing and talk about some of these teams and go into the nerd episode, um, was that a Pokemon you just it was. thrown in there? Okay. It was. My kid watches Pokemon. Sorry, Rich. Oh, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Oh, I got nothing. All right. <laughs> DynastyOwner.com. That's right. DynastyOwner.com. If you've been looking for a new challenge during COVID, you, you should find a new reason to be playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. It's a new way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries. And the strategy of running an NFL franchise, Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics like all of us. If you go to dynastyowner.com backslash nerds, leagues are forming now. That's dynastyowner.com backslash nerds. We've all been in a league where the winners just got lucky playing those redraft leagues. But right now, if you're like me, if you're like Matt, or most of us are listening to this podcast, you know that you want to put in the time and the passion to be the best. And, and that's what Dynasty brings to the table. And you want to get rewarded for that time and, and passion. I like rewards. Mm-hmm. Dynasty Owner gives you that platform to do just that. Dynasty Owner favors the skilled players who can manage their roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely, entirely new level of strategy to the game. Go to DynastyOwner.com backslash nerds to validate your fantasy football skills today. That's DynastyOwner.com backslash nerds and start your dynasty today at DynastyOwner.com. Guys, AFC South, we start off with Texans. Texans? Yeah, Texans. You know, Houston Texans. Texans. Uh, at quarterback, obviously, we have Deshaun Watson, back up by A.J. McCarron. You guys remember A.J. McCarron? A.J. McCarron? Come, come here. Yeah. I do. I remember his from wife. His, from his bungle days. Yep. Oh, his bungle days. Yeah, huge, hugging Hugh Jackson. Hugging Hugh Jackson. We almost, almost traded for him. Brent, almost Brent, traded like a second-round draft pick or yikes. something crazy. Brent, you know? Brent Musburger during his uh, college football championship game. Oh, oh the quarterbacks get off. <laughs> He's like, like drooling over his wife. 
That A.J. McCarron's girlfriend's pretty good looking. I should have been a quarterback. <laughs> like, yeah, you should have, Brett. Okay, Pervy McGurvy. Easy Challenge him out over here. Yeah, no doubt. At running, the king of pervs. At okay. running back, David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Alex McGough. King of the pervs. <laughs> Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, Isaiah Coulter, Kiki Kuti. Isaiah Coulter. Darren Fells at tight end, along with Kahali Warren, Jordan Atkins, and Jordan Thomas. So let's start at the top with the best player in the team. That's Deshaun Watson, QB5 last year, only 24 years old, will be 25 this season. Fish league fourth in rushing yards amongst all NFL QBs as well to get him to that fifth over there spot. Are you guys worried at all with DeAndre Hopkins leaving of Deshaun Watson possibly taking a step back a little bit, maybe QB seven? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not overly concerned uh, with a big step back from Deshaun Watson. I mean, obviously – Obviously, there's you know Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and Kenny Stills. None of them are the wide receiver that that DeAndre Hopkins is. But uh, I think I think Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously with his rushing ability and and, and just his overall skills, I don't I don't see a, a huge drop off in his performance this year from from a statistical standpoint. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. He's just such a talented player, and all of those guys, although individually none of them are going to be able to replace what deandre hopkins did and it was somewhat of a safety blanket so i wouldn't be shocked if the passing numbers took a tiny dip but i mean cooks fuller cootie cobb stills uh, i'll talk about coulter in a minute like all of those guys as a collective unit i think can put up similar numbers for Deshaun Watson and then you have you know David Johnson and Duke Johnson who are both good receiving backs as well they're tight ends although it's not the most appealing group there is some upside in there so I I still think he needs to be locked in as a top five dynasty quarterback yeah dynasty for sure you can't let one year freak you out and who knows what the how strong the receiver class is next year who they're going to bring in there right and his rushing ability I mean he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL today you mentioned uh the receiving core Isaiah Coulter we'll get to him in a second you're a big fan of him absolutely you know John Watson doesn't need a lot of you know he, he's got enough weapons here to make him still viable yeah I mean he's got a lot of of targets to distribute around you know what I mean there's not that one guy but there's plenty of of very competent competent um nfl wide receiver. They, they trade for brandon cooks and mm -hmm. he's only 26 years old and this is a guy prior to 2019 who had four consecutive thousand yard seasons so he's proven that he can get it done i mean going back you know prior to 2019 he was at stefan diggs range right a, a wide receiver that you liked a lot wasn't necessarily a wide receiver one wanted to flirt with, the, with those numbers but you know anywhere from wide receiver 13 to 15 kind of that guy took a big step back this year but he is sliding in most likely to the number one role we don't know who the number one receiver is going to be, but I'll tell you who it's not going to be, Will Fuller, because that guy is just he, – he he played out his career so far in the four years, Matt, exactly how we thought it would when we broke him down as a rookie. Just an up-and-down player, big play guy, going to give you some big games, and then the rest of the games he's just going to be kind of disappear. And, and that's absolutely how – I mean, Kenny Stills almost mirrors him as well as far as his production and what kind of what he does. Brandon Cooks, I feel like, is also a down-the-field threat for the most part, but I think he can operate a little bit more underneath than than Will Fuller or Kenny Stills. And and the the true wild card is obviously uh, Randall Cobb. You know, like he's he's this guy that's going to be kind of running underneath routes and stuff like that. But he has he has players at pretty much every level of the of the offense to throw to. Um, so Deshaun Watson, I think, will be all right. Yeah, I. For for me, the the wide receiver that I'm targeting, and I mentioned it earlier, I'm, I'm I'm targeting Isaiah Coulter, and obviously this is a guy that you're taking in the fourth round, fifth round of your your rookie start or your rookie drafts. So there's not a lot you're going to invest in him, but he was a fifth round pick uh, for these guys. And the thing that I really appreciate about Coulter is he's different from the other players that are on the team, and that's you know that's where if if you have some good tape. If you have decent combine numbers, and then on top of it, there's a path to relevancy. That's that's for me how I kind of pick out my guys uh, as far as sleepers, and that's why I was was on board with Preston Williams last year. That's why I was on board with Darius Slayton. That's not saying that he will for sure hit. We don't know, but he's six foot three. All of these other guys are smaller, leaner, speedsters type players. Where even though he has good wheels, he ran a four four three at the combine. 
he he's a much bigger body. He he could use some weight. He could use uh, try to add some weight to him. Um, but I but I like the size and frame and the potential that he has. Great upside player there. Yep. Obviously won't do much because the COVID season this year and the absolutely was have, but a, a great stash for your taxi squad. Going to the receiving court, you know, Brandon Cooks is somebody you're just going to ride with. If you have him, you're happy to have him. He's in a better situation this year. You're not really going to go out and trade for Brandon Cooks. I think the one player in this roster um, that I'm willing to trade for is actually is Randall Cobb, the wild card that Matt said, because I do think he's going to be catching a lot of underneath stuff from Deshaun Watson while those guys are going deep. And Randall Cobb is only a year removed um, from the from the Dallas Cowboys. He had 55 receptions for 828 yards and three touchdowns. Like Those are not bad numbers. With a with a much better situation, okay, not a much better situation for him this year, but a similar situation. And we mentioned injuries with these other receivers, how they're always banged up. You know, you said you know, prior to that, Deshaun, you know, Brendan Cooks is a concussion away from yeah, absolutely being out of the league in a, in, a, in a different universe. You said that, and yep. to me, <laughs> an alternate universe that no one will ever know about. <laughs> oh, what a good universe that was! It was. Uh, so to me, Randall Cobb could eventually just by default be the number one receiver on that team. And he's shown for some for him for a guy who his age can get it done. And if he can put up the, close to those numbers with a slight bump, say sixty five receptions for nine hundred yards and four touchdowns, you're you're talking about a solid wide receiver three there. And this is a guy you can get for dirt cheap, right? Dirt cheap. And if you can have that guy not as a starter, you're not training to be your wide receiver three, but to have that in your back pocket during a buy or a bad matchup or an injury. That's a good. That's a good player to have that you may be able to slide in there to get you through the bye weeks, flex spot. That costs nothing. Right. Like nobody's charging you anything for Brandon for Randall Cobb. You can get Randall Cobb for a third. Right, and and Randall Cobb's uh, he had about eighty or eighty eighty between eighty and eighty five uh, targets last year. I can't can't remember the number off the top of my head. But DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he was the guy that by far you know far and away led the the Houston Texans in, in targets. He had one hundred and four. After that, it's 49 for for Will Fuller, 40 for Kenny Stills. And then you're getting into tight ends and, and running backs. you got Duke Johnson and Jordan um, Atkins, uh, Atkins after that. So um, there's definitely room uh, for a guy like Randall Cobb to, to get at least what he got last year, if not a, a little slight bump. Yeah, Atkins led the tight ends in receptions, actually. Darren Fells had a better fancy year, but it was actually Atkins that outproduced. I'm actually more on a Kali Warren train the second sure. year tight end mm-hmm. where who got to camp started working out to sean watson i'm looking for him to take a step forward here and i'm monitoring him pretty closely because he's somebody that i'd be looking to acquire if he starts to show off early obviously you have the vets there and a guy like darren fells but you that's a situation you want to monitor because this situation in the receiving the receivers is it's a big question mark i know they trade for brandon cooks and they have rental cop who actually they paid a decent contract to yep. but who will be that tight end to me i think kyle holly warner has the best chance to be a fantasy relevant tight end, I suppose. Right. I, I think definitely he's the one that I'm targeting for the future and for like a dynasty league. I think for this this year, I think I think Darren Fells could could probably be the guy. I've been swooping him up in a lot of tight end premium. Yeah, because didn't, didn't he sign a two year deal in the offseason? Um, I'm pretty I, sure he did. He signed through the he signed through 2021. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So he, they got two years with him, and it, it could easily just be a few games and done. But he. If he plays like he did over the course of a couple of those games, he he could be, you know, a, a relevant tight end too. I, I think he's a, I think I think he's a nice dart throw towards yep. the end of a draft. I, for sure. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl with my last pick. Yep. Nice. Running backs. Run in, run David in, Johnson. Run in, run in, run, run in. I run would in. sell David Johnson for a sandwich. What what's on the sandwich? Uh bacon, egg, and cheese. Ooh. Yeah, it's a good sandwich. Definitely right? taking yeah, that sandwich. I'm definitely taking that sandwich. Uh, David Johnson. It's been a long time since I've had bacon. I would definitely take <laughs> <laughs> You know, Carlos Hyde had over a thousand yards rushing that, there last year uh, for like a nice little season. David Johnson, somebody who still has a very strong name in the fantasy world, right? Mm-hmm. This is a player. Did he have a bad back last year, Matt? Did he have a bad? I I couldn't 28? even tell if he had a back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the way he was running. <laughs> is that just two stomachs? <laughs> Guys, we're talking about a player here that had one good year. One, four years ago. This guy had one good year four years ago, and people are talking about him being this great pass catching, great overall fantasy running back because he did it one year. He was going to be a 1,000,000 guy, don't you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. 2017. He was going to be a 1,000,000 guy because he was just coming off 2016 where he had 1,200 yards rushing, 879 yards receiving, and he's, he, he had 23 yards 
of rushing that year and 68 yards receiving. And I mean, he did he did bounce back a little bit in 2018. He had 941 yards rushing and 446 yards receiving. But but then again, last year he was injured. Obviously, only 300 yards rushing and 300 yards receiving. Yeah, and he's 28. Have we ever seen a running back who had one good year and then four years later they were awesome? Not that I can't I, think of it. Not that I can remember. No, 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 no. Because turds always are. They stay turds. They don't turn to diamonds. They crumble into stinky little turd pellets. <laughs> and nobody likes those either. And you can't polish them either. I think. No. I think. Duke Johnson outscores David Johnson in fantasy football points this year. I don't think that's crazy. In another universe, I wouldn't think that was crazy. Either. In another universe, I might have even said it. <laughs> <laughs> you might have said it. And I said you stole. Yeah, I could have said that you stole my take. Mentally, maybe. If you're wondering what Mentally. other universe is, we recorded this entire show already. <laughs> well, half the show, just half it, just half of it. And it, it was, was really good too. It was really good. It took us 20 minutes to get it through just the Texans because we had a lot of jokes. I guess the problem was we didn't record it. We did it without right. recording it. Right. Yeah. the problem. We hit record. It just didn't record. Just didn't work. This is take two. This is take two. But just as good. Same information. This is good. Now we just have like inside jokes between the right. three of us. Right. And we're stealing each other's information. <laughs> Garrett said this and I said that. <laughs> Different we're universe. Get, we're getting on to fresh stuff real soon. Don't worry. So David, real so David Johnson, people are going to think, you know, hey, uh, Carlos Hyde went out there. He rushed for a thousand yards. David Johnson's not going to last the season, is not, he? Not in my opinion. No, I mean he hasn't shown that he can in the past few years. So, well, and and if he looks anything like he did, the, the problem was he just wasn't. He lost all of his explosion. Like even when he was fantasy relevant at the beginning of last year, it was mostly because he was just getting a buttload of receptions. Mm -hmm. That was why he was still relevant. It wasn't like he was doing a great job running the football. So I. I just don't I just don't know that he can physically do it anymore. When I saw him running, it looked like he was running in sand with ankle weights on. <sighs> like that's what it looked. It didn't look like an explosive running back at all. He just looked slower than molasses. So when he's got a bad back, he's, he's got, got a bad, bad ankle, back. he's got a bad mm -hmm. he's got bad everything. And again, one year. He had one good year in 2016. Sell him for if you can take David Johnson. And package him with your 21 second and get somebody's 21 first, you just did yourself a favor. Great deal. That's a good deal. I'm, I'm on board with that. That's 100%. a great deal. Any way that you can turn him into a first round pick, I, I'm good with that. Could you imagine for people that don't listen to this podcast, you came to somebody like, hey, I'll give you my second and David Johnson, give me your first. That's like a hard accept, right? People would smash accept that. There are people that are super high on him, so I absolutely think there's people that would. That's why I like if you know somebody that's high on him, like go with a the 21 third in David Johnson for a first. That's probably a hard no, but probably, but yeah. if it's a contender and they really believe dude, I've seen crazy trades. I mean, I've, I believe I've seen I Matt fly. make crazy trades. <laughs> I've made, crazy I trades. believe I can fly. I'll sing it, Kelly. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Matt just peed on my dog. <laughs> is that, it's not R Kelly. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was somebody else. All right. yeah, Space yeah. Jam, man. I have that. I had that whole soundtrack memorized. Nice. Came out when I was five. It was like my, my childhood. That and Mighty Ducks. You probably yeah. peed on your dog. We, too, we oh, yeah. on the other hand, were in our adolescent years. Yeah, so and you're like, this movie is stupid. <laughs> dumbest movie ever. Why is Michael Jordan hanging out with cartoons? <laughs> yeah. Were we like seniors in high school when that movie came out? Um, I mean, if he was five, we were 15. So no, not oh. quite. Right, right in the middle. Oh, we were, but you were in high school. Well, we were we were driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were. <laughs> I was. Um, anything else about the Texans you guys want to talk about? I think I'm good. Yeah, no, uh, Kiki Kiki Kute. I mean, is there anything there to even same, bother? Same problem as the rest of the guys. He just can't stay healthy. Is it that, or is he in the doghouse? Is I mean, he in, it could is be he both. in Bob's doghouse? It's possible. I I just know that he keeps getting hurt as well. Okay. So it, he he had a he had like a two week flash. Yeah. And I thought last year he was going to take a big step forward, and that didn't that doghouse. I know that you thought he was going to because you tried to get Mike Gasicki off of me straight up for Kiki Kute, and I was not straight buying that. Well, I tried. Yeah, sometimes you gotta send offers, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, you know, I was like, nailed to the him and I are working on offers right now. We're, uh -oh. we're, we're trade down there. Offered him. Uh, he's trying to. He's trying to one up me here. I I had the one one and one two in a league. You know. I do know. <laughs> you do know because we were talking about this trade before. And he's uh he's trying to get a uh, work with us here, Garrett. <laughs> I mean, he, he he put it on a tee for me. He said, you know, 
I do know. I, I do. <laughs> and uh, this is this is podcast gold. This is good stuff, man. <laughs> if, if you're on the inside of these jokes, you would be. Your face would be red. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Colts. <laughs> Philip Rivers at Wait, quarterback. Do we have to do an ad? Not yet. Garrett, <laughs> what dimension are you living in? Easy. I, not are even, we, are not, we halfway through? Not even in our alternate. We're on the second no? team. <laughs> we're only on the second team? Yeah. I know oh we've been recording gosh. for an hour and a half, but we're on the second team. Oh, yeah. man. Yep. That, now I'm starting to sweat. It's oh, supposed to be cold in the long The longest podcast that's only an hour long. Uh, we're still talking about the Colts, so. We're moving on to the Colts, so. We are. All right. Philip Rivers. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Jacob Eason from in the, the rookie breakdown. Yep. Running back, Jonathan Taylor. He's pretty good. Ooh, yeah, ooh. he's really good. I like him a little bit. Yeah, better than Austin Eckler. Yep, I know you do. Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, at wide receiver T. Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal, Desmond Patton, at tight end Jack Doyle, Trey Burn, Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox, don't you forget that he is on the active pup. Oh, speaking of the uh, pups and stuff, ooh. they put um, they put a uh, Alshon. No, not Alshon. Oh, Alshon's, Alshon's on, on the, the pump. pump. But they also put... On the pump. <laughs> Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger, pump you up. <laughs> pump you up. Well, uh, Devin Funches right. and Marquise Goodwin both opted out this year. So Dunzo. they won't be playing. So there goes uh, your chance at a fantasy football championship if you were relying on those two. Yeah. It's done. It's the end of the road Dunzo. for you. Helps Dunzo. Alan Lazard, right? It absolutely does. No, Alan. Devin Funches out there not dropping footballs from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, it, it helps him from the standpoint where he's going to get more reps in camp. Um, I think he would have probably won that job either way. Personal. I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So a quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts with Phillip Rivers, you know, 38. This is a guy who didn't have a terrible last year last year coming off one of his um, he had 4,615 passing yards, which is the most he's had in five years. Do we like Phillip Rivers here in, in Indianapolis with this team? Do we think this is a, a good situation with this offensive line? Oh, I think with the offensive line, that's that's the real kicker is he's going to, you know, not that the, and I almost said San Diego again, not that the LA uh, Chargers have a terrible line, but they have it's tough to find a better offensive line in football right now than the Colts. And so he is going to have more time, slight downgrade in weapons. Um, and, and the hard part is the guy that would be considered his best weapon right now. I don't know that he can get the ball to him down the field in TY Hilton. And that's, that's going to be the frustrating part. So it's going to be a lot more of the underneath stuff to, to Doyle and, and then, you know, Pittman will be getting a lot of the first down type stuff, possession receivable. Yeah. And yeah, with his, his a dot, what does that stand for again, Matt? Um, average depth of target. Thanks man. Mm-hmm. No problem. I know some people have a hard time with those <laughs> anagrams, baby. They're, they're, they're very difficult for some people. We know what time it is for Philip Rivers. <laughs> we, know, we know where this is going. What time is it, Richard? We've seen this happen before. Are you going to tell us? Quarterback comes in from another team. They just let him walk. Mm-hmm. He used to be good. Comes in for a year, and then guess what time it is? It's time to go, baby. <laughs> hey, what happened to this road? <laughs> it's at the end. Are you guys saying goodbye? There's Phillip. no more road. There's no more road. You have 86 children to feed. Is there a bridge that's supposed to be here? <laughs> how, do we, how do we cross? <laughs> how do we get across this big canyon? Kyrie Irvin's right. Philip <laughs> <laughs> will miss you. <laughs> right. I mean, it's one and done, right? Or is that? So he's on a one-year deal. And they made the playoffs. Right. Probably come back. Right. They don't make the playoffs. It's 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 a there's a lot of turnover that could be Cue the boys to match. Exactly. I mean Philip Rivers is obviously he's on a one year deal, so this is last year his deal. Uh Jacoby Brissett's on the last year his deal. T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, um, Naheem Hines, uh, Trey Burton, uh, it, it just signed a one-year deal. So th- this could be a completely different offense come come this time next year. 
Um, so the Indianapolis Colts, they are they really are kind of shooting. They're shooting for the moon here this year with Philip Rivers with his little bolo tie. Too bad he can't throw it to the moon anymore. So I mean, we'll see. You know, obviously the one the one good thing about having a guy like Philip Rivers, I think he's going to be able to affect the running game in a positive way. I think he's going to be able to you know check out a bad plays and, and and get them in some advantageous situations from that standpoint. I'm just I have I have serious question marks about his his just physical ability to throw the ball downfield like you had mentioned Garrett uh, to guys like uh, T.Y. Hilton and, and all those kind of downfield threats. He's hindered Mike Williams badly. Right. Significantly. I mean, he helps guys like Keen Allen, but gives an uptick to a guy like maybe possibly Paris Campbell this year coming mm-hmm. in the second year too. Who we had a very a low o- a-, a dot. There it is. Exactly. So he he's a nice buy, even though he's probably the th- he's a slot receiver. He's the third guy. You know, Michael Pittman's going to slide in, in, in most likely the outside, either Y or the X or uh, and then T.Y. Hillen, who they're not bringing him back most likely. And I don't look for a big year. It just I just feel like Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hillen don't mesh at all. No, it's it's not a match made in heaven. The guy I like I'm is Jack you. Doyle in that offense for the receiving. Ability. Absolutely. You know, this is a guy who easily catches 70, 85 footballs, finishes at a tight end six right around there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's probably his ceiling. But, yeah, I mean, the six to ten range seems like absolutely feasible. And and if I'm a contender and I am – I see that finger over there. <laughs> Go ahead. Just wagging. Uh, ah, I didn't even get to finish. <laughs> Go ahead. Jack Doyle and Hayden Hurst outscore Austin Hooper in 2020. Oh, I don't know if I see it, but all right. I actually could. That'd be interesting. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> now it looks different. <laughs> I could definitely see something like that. So much. No, I mean, obviously, uh, Jack Doyle, he, he's, a, he's a great value. Philip Rivers loves to throw to the tight end. He, he stor- historically has. Um, and, and Jack Doyle is a player that, you know, just a few years back had 80 receptions for 690 yards. Um, so we, we know he can do it and, and he can shoulder that load. And with with Trey Burton as the only other viable tight end there, uh, I think Jack Doyle is definitely going to be the guy, the number one guy there and easily could get go ahead. I hear music. I think he could definitely get to that 80, 80 catch mark for sure with ease with Philip Rivers. Go ahead. What, what are we playing? I know I get <laughs> just waiting to get. I cut can up. see clearly. <laughs> This it was a too slow, too slow of a come in on that. <laughs> just last, it was way too slow. I didn't know where it came. And there was in, like ga- there was like gaps in between when they sing. So I'm, just, tra- I'm trying to help Matt see the light. See clearly. Okay. All right, Jack Doyle catching how many footballs? I, I he could he can easily get to that 80 catch mark that he that he did back in 2017. Philip Rivers is going to be a safety net there, mm-hmm. on, you know, off the run game. Yep. And for me, then that goes to the run game, which is probably going to be the strongest. I look at this team to be a run first team. Right. Pounded, you know. Help Philip Rivers run the football, run the football, keep a lot of things underneath, open up when you can. Will Philip Rivers? I mean, Philip Rivers is not an inaccurate guy necessarily. His arm's not what it used to be. I think he's very accurate. I don't think that's his issue. I think I think he throws with great anticipation, and he has to at this point in his career. And he knows exactly where he wants to put the ball. He can get it there. He just has to um, anticipate the throw much quicker than any other quarterback would have to because it takes the ball so long to get there. He just doesn't have the arm strength to like really get it there in a, in a timely fashion. So Jonathan Taylor, we look at him is with this offensive line. Yep. Now, the biggest question with Jonathan Taylor I'm always going to be at is his pass catching ability. You got Naheem Hines here who does catch the ball really well. And <laughs> I know that you know this is a team that they probably want where they have him to use Jonathan Taylor on – all three facets of the game. And that's what they brought him in for. So my question is, can he do it? You know, like I know they had James White coming to Wisconsin. I know they have Melvin Gordon coming out of Wisconsin that showed that they could catch the football. But to me, Jonathan Taylor is like a big comp to like, he's in that Derrick Henry, like Nick Chubb, right? Yep. Very talented runner, but not a great at catching the football. Even when he did, I know Matt, you said before, like he caught 26 footballs last year, but he also had like a 16% drop rate, which wasn't really good. And some right. guys just can't do it. Jordan Howard couldn't do it. Adrian Peterson couldn't do it. Derrick Henry couldn't do it. So these guys, they're talented rushers, but they're not guys that are going to go out there and catch a ton of footballs. And that's what concerns me about Jonathan Taylor, because you need that in your arsenal to be that top five running back year in and year out. And we just don't know if Jonathan Taylor can do that. Could he rush for 1600 yards this year? Absolutely. You had a whole bunch of touchdowns onto that and you, you didn't move the ball. And like you said, Phillip rivers puts him in the right situation. It's dynasty gold, but 
where is the receiving coming from? No, I, I agree. It's a, it's the obviously the biggest question mark, and, and with Naheem Hines still there, at least for this year, I think it is going to be a little bit of a slow play up to, to him becoming a little bit more of a receiving threat. That is if he can do it. But um, what what I think you're kind of short selling him. I, I, I he's much better at catching the ball than a Jordan Howard is. Well, Matt. I know a guy that has no arms that's kind of better than catching the football <laughs> than Jordan Howard. So, I mean, I just don't want you to put him – I don't want you to just lump him in that category as a guy that completely cannot catch the football at all like Jordan Howard um, because I think he's got more skill than that. I think I think the 26 receptions last year shows that. But I'm, I'm, I get that – I. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that catches sixty balls. He needs he needs. <laughs> but if he can get if he can get thirty five or forty, I think you're. In that's a good what he spot. needs though. He needs those twenty six receptions to be just like they were in Wisconsin, dumpy little dumps off, kind of like manufactured touches, sure. like Leonard Fournette, where Leonard Fournette found himself into. Catches. And that that could be the same situation where they find themselves with Gardner Minshew with a rookie. You know, the quarterback's receiving is just okay. Right. We're talking about the same thing. Phillip Rivers, you know, one-year deal. Jacoby Brissett, he's on the last year of his deal. Naheem Hines is gone after next year, potentially. Right, right. And then Jacob Eason is a, is a rookie fourth-round draft pick that they could just be looking at as a backup type of guy. If they and, miss the playoffs. And they draft a guy next year. Who knows? Yeah. But e- either way, you're looking at a young, inexperienced guy that they're going to need to lean heavily on the running back. And and you you mentioned it before, but I do think that they 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 spent an early second round pick on him because I do think that they want him to be a three down guy. Marlon Mack was fine, you know, behind that offensive line, he was fine. Naheem Hines in his role is fine. I think they want a guy that they think can do it all. And and I, I brought it up before uh, before this the show, the imaginary show that we had about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is such a a, a great clone to Jonathan Taylor in almost every way. I don't think either one of them are elite pass catchers either, but I think they're serviceable. And and what we saw out of Nick Chubb before Kareem Hunt entered the picture last year is he was getting four, five, four, five, six, seven, and then, you know, one or two. But most of his games were five, four, five, and six targets per game. And I think that's what could potentially be the future for a guy like Jonathan Taylor. He's never going to be targeted 10, 12, times a game like some of these elite pass catching options but i do think that there's a scenario where he averages three catches a game you know and all of a sudden he he's very viable all around in this game yeah see i saw nick chubb do it at georgia early in his career catch the football well too and i'm not saying that jonathan taylor can't but i'm gonna say stay on the side of caution here and lean towards it's just not going to work out that way for him if i had to go one way or the other that's where i'm gonna go because that's what i've seen so far from him could he, could he absolutely become the pass catcher running back? For sure. But I I think it's going to be more manufactured, and it's going to have to be sure. schemed that way. Besides that, you're talking about a guy who had almost 6,000 yards in three years, or over 6,000 yards rushing in three years there at Wisconsin, one of the best running backs we've seen in college. So 21-year-old guy that rushes for you know that runs a 4-3-9, the sky's the limit with that offensive line. And Phillip yeah. like said, Phillip River putting him in the best position always. So... I just want to see if he can take that step forward in the pass catching game, but we won't know until 2021. The interesting thing is even last year, a team that wasn't that great, wasn't a super great offense. They were the fifth heaviest run offense in the NFL last year. So I do think they're going to look to truly establish that run. And if they're, they're playing better than they were last year, because hopefully it's a quarterback upgrade, you know, we might even see more favorable run situations where they're running out the clock and stuff like that. Now there is a slight factor into that where Jacoby Brissett was running some. So I'm sure that gave it a still a boost, but I think they would still have easily been a top 10 rushing team last year, even without that boost from Brissett. Is there any, do you see a scenario here where like Jonathan Taylor does go off this year, like rushes for a lot of yards, doesn't catch a lot of football, but rushes for a lot of yards, like 1600 yards has nine touchdowns. Everybody's talking about like, Oh, this guy's fantastic. Media is talking about he wins rookie offensive rookie of the year, all that stuff. Is that a good time to sell on the gates with so much, so many, like, so many of the pitchers changing after that with the receiving situation. You know, T.Y. Hill gone, Philip Rivers gone. Is that is that a sell, or do we ride out into 2021 and see if we can catch the football and even get better? I, I personally wouldn't be selling after, I wouldn't either. after that scenario. Yeah, uh, especially the only way I would be overly concerned is if I thought he was losing a bunch of his offensive linemen. That would be the only way I would be that concerned, I think. I concur, because we already talked about the, the fact that 
if they if they move on, if they decide to move on from Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett is gone. It's going to be one of these young guys. They're still going to lean on the running game, probably even more prominently, and, and will give me give me more opportunity. Just throwing it out there, I yep. wouldn't sell either. Uh, who's the best buy you think here on 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 the Colts right now? It, it can't be Michael Pittman Jr. He you just spent a, a late first, high second on him. I think it's Jack Doyle as far Jack as Doyle, yeah, right? as far as price yep. and what you're going to get for the guy. If I'm a contender and I need either, you know, I'm really desperate and need a starting tight end or a reliable backup tight end, I think he's a perfect buy. Yep. And I and I do love Michael Pittman in this offense. Whenever they find a quarterback of the future, it's 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 such another good fit. I think him and Paris Campbell are the future here. And that's a I love the combo of Jonathan Taylor, Paris Campbell, and Michael Pittman Jr. Yep. It's just it's let's a find a quarterback. And maybe they can make a move and make a big move next year in the draft if they miss the playoffs. Get a guy like Justin Fields. Yep. That would look really nice on that football team. Let's move on. Let's Since we it. talked about those teams four times. Uh, <laughs> but before we do, how about a word from our sponsor? Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped is back. Listen, summer is going by fast. Mm-hmm. It's almost August. Yep. But still plenty of time to let those puppies breathe. Right, And to do that, they need air. Don't be suffocating yourself. Manscaped.com. That's right. Let you know, Matt says it all the time. Don't have a beautiful tree in the weeds. Nope. You got to clear the weeds, man. You got to clear the weeds. Yep. And Manscaped does that perfectly. They're here offering you the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool known to the modern man. It has everything you could possibly need. A little light. It's waterproof. Taking a shower. They got their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, so your snags will be reduced. They have the the weed whacker. Pluck out those nose hairs. Get Rapunzel out of there. You know, <laughs> I mean, you got to bonsai that bush, people. Whether you're single or in a relationship, be respectable exactly. to yourself. You got to be ready to mingle in either situation. Any situation. Yep. Never be caught off guard. Exactly. Any situation. You could be anybody. You could be me. For instance. For instance. And you're what my wife comes to me tomorrow. I'm like, you know what, Rich? I'm leaving. And I'm like, that's impossible. You're going to leave this? That's impossible. Did you look at what I just did to my midsection? I didn't mean mingle with strangers. I wrote your name in cursive. <laughs> now, that's art. That is art. That is art. You could probably do that with that, that bad boy. Did you know my wife said, because my 10-year anniversary is coming up, and she says, you know what to give me? She's like, I'm going to get my name tattooed on you. I'm like, you you get my name tattooed on my corpse. (laughs) (laughs) You better not. I was like, you better give me that manscaped right on there. I'll I'll put your name on my body. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would gross her out pretty bad. But you could do that with the manscaped (laughs) 3.0 lower. It's that intricate. It's like one of those fancy little barber tools. I absolutely love it. And right now you get 20% off and free shipping with the code nerds at manscaped.com. You're going to get... They have the perfect package. The 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The perfect 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver. If you want it, it is, it's ball deodorant. Yeah, I was going to say, you know all about that, right? Oh, I do. You're, you were telling about it, telling us about it last week. I was. I was trying to tell my wife to come check it out, and she gave it's a hard no. It was a hard no, huh? If I don't put her name in cursive soon, she might be leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be those would be fun shows, huh? Hey, it's me, Dynasty Rich. I wasn't joking. My wife left me. I did it. I wrote her name in cursive. Midsection. Oh. Now it just says Ashy. Ashy. <laughs> but you can get your own cursive writer for your midsection for your manscape tool. You get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code nerds at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com. Use that promo code nerds. Take your grooming game to the next level. I have it. You guys have it. You know yep. it. I love it. More importantly, my wife appreciates it. She sure does. I won't say she loves it. I don't know. Cause I haven't asked her, but, but I know she appreciates it. But she's it. still with you. Yep. Yeah. She can still see. I could see she had one foot out the door. You started trimming up the nose hairs. And now she's back. Dude, she's back. She's like, baby, come back. <laughs> Here you are, baby. <laughs> Moving on, right? I'm sure all the Jacksonville Jaguars manscape, right? <laughs> They've got to. You have, you have to. Down there and all that heat. Dude, you see Gardner Min- Minshew's facial hair? That's a guy who cares. <laughs> he, He's got to put together. He knows about treating your opposite uh, or whoever you're French kissing. <laughs> Show them some, some damn respect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mustache rides. I mean, is Gardner Minshew really popular because of his quarterback play right now? 
or is it because of that mustache? It's the mustache, yo. It is, right? For sure. It goes a long way. If you can pull off a mustache, you deserve to be famous. Exactly. It's not an easy thing to do. Ask Tom Selleck. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Ask me. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, I know. You've seen me with a mustache. I've seen you with a mustache. Yeah. What do you think? Talk yeah, about you know? per- Pervy McGurvy. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'd be banned from going to see my kids at school if I rock that thing back out. You'd be banned from schools. if you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sir, sir, you need to stop right there. Roughly 100 feet or so, give or take. <laughs> we know who you are. Do you? No, but you're guaranteed to be on a list. Otherwise, you wouldn't have that mustache. What do you think you are, Gardner Minshew? No, we're not Jacksonville. Nope. They have Gardner Minshew. You know who they also have? Mike Lennon, Josh Dobbs, running back, Leonard Fournette, Chris Thompson, Ryquel Armstead, Divine Ozigbo. At receiver, Matt, who's at receiver? DJ Chark. And DD Westbrook. That doesn't work the same. That doesn't work. Chris Conley, LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, Keelan Cole. At tight end, Tyler Eifert and Josh Oliver. So, going back to Gardner Minshew here, he played in 14 games last year, finished with 3,271 yards and 21 touchdowns and only six picks. His biggest problem came with his fumbles. He had a lot of fumbles, 13 of them. I think he lost half of them around there, maybe more than half. I don't have the stat in front of me. but uh, it was Seven. It was a lot, yep. So, he, Gardner Minshew, a QB2 at best, right? Um. Yeah. No. That's I, that's definitely where he 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 slats into the Andy Dolphin type of scenario for me. <laughs> he's a good. He's a good Andy Dolphin impersonator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ironically enough, he's in the he's in the Jay Gruden offense as well now. So that's we'll, true. We'll see if he really is a, a an Andy Dolphin clone. But that's kind of how I see him. I mean, he he's going this year the clear cut QB one right for the team. But do we we still expect this team to be a run first team? Am I right? Like still pound the rock with Leonard Fournette week in week out? Yes, absolutely, man. Um, you know DJ DJ Shark is has proven that he can be a reliable weapon on the outside. But other than that, it's you know it, it's a unproven Lavisca Chenault who who is a, a bit of a raw prospect in my opinion at right. the wide receiver position. So and a Tyler Eifert who's always injured uh, so yeah Leonard Fournette is their best option to win football games just give him feature him uh, a ton Minshew does offer some upside too there with his rushing ability I think he was like fifth amongst court quarterbacks rushing last year at about 344 rushing yards so he brings some of that game to the table as well but I do look for this team to like you said run run and more run and Leonard Fournette's got no competition besides Chris Thompson but are we worried about Chris Thompson there even with no. Gruden there no not. not at all um yeah Gardner Minshew also he was second on the team in rushing with that 344 yards so it, it's Leonard Fournette and then Reichwell Armstead you can barely see <laughs> he it is 100, 100 right 108 yards from last year so um, well the the interesting part about Leonard Fournette is he's a really hard guy to gauge in dynasty right now because he could absolutely replicate the season he had last year only do better in the touchdown department where he only had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of uncertainty as to what his future is. And there, I mean, there's even rumors that they could potentially cut, cut him before the season. I don't think that will happen. Zero percent chance. Well, even, even uh, an intelligent guy like Evan Silva said oh, they're, that they're going to say me, <laughs> <laughs> even an intelligent guy like, uh, like Richard Dawson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they don't have a lot of motivation to do that. They've I got, don't think they. They would have either. ten million dollars of cap space. They could save four million dollars by by getting rid of him. But where are you at at the running back position? Exactly. So, and so it, I think he's still going to be with with them for this season. But with all of the free agent running backs that are going to be available next year, which as of right now looks like a pretty pretty large amount. We have right. guys like Aaron Jones, potentially Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, like there's Alvin a Kamara. Alvin Kamara, like there's a lot of maybe Kenyon Drake. Like there's a lot of really good options. And then there's three or four running backs as of right now that we know of that are going to be coming out of college. So it's just so hard to gauge. I have quite a few Leonard Fournette shares and I was very happy with his performance last year and I think he will produce that again. But at this point I'm starting to look at it more as a one year, you know, redraft type of deal more than i am a true dynasty asset i am with you there he's very hard to gauge long term he's i mean he's 25 years old and i mean we've done we've looked at it we've studied these guys and and 
a lot of these a lot of the running backs they get to the second contract and and their value just drops off right and especially the way that they're going to be using him and the way that they have been using him these past couple of years in the passing game and in the running game at, at a very high volume he could very well be one of these guys that just drops off a cliff because sure. because he's just getting beat up and and beat down quite a bit here from the usage standpoint so i feel different than you guys I feel like that Leonard Fournette is one of those running back ones you can go out there and actually buy. Oh, you definitely can right now. You, no, can, so, you, can, you can buy him for and sure. I, and I think he's been hindered by Jacksonville. Like, I don't think he's overly happy there. This is a team that they took away. Right. You know, it was guaranteed money. He's only 25. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry last year. Rushed for over 1,000 yards. Huge uptick in his receiving ability with 76 receptions. But... And he still finishes a high-end running back one last year because of those receptions. But if you just take those out, you mentioned his touchdowns, Garrett's. He's been hindered so much by that Jacksonville team. Mm-hmm. He's only had 17 total touchdowns rushing and three, um, two receiving touchdowns in his entire three years in the NFL because the team doesn't just get in position to score. So him going somewhere else on the right team, I don't. I. I. He's the one player that's. He's been, always been extremely talented. Right. We, Absolutely. We, his biggest question, like all we had about him, Matt coming out, is like, will that ankle hold up? And mm-hmm. he's been over eighteen months now with a, a very solid ankle, and definitely get through this year. Like, I would almost hope he gets out of Jacksonville. And then you mentioned there's tons of free agents at running back, right? That means there's tons of jobs going to be open up at running back too. What if, what if Leonard Fournette goes to San Francisco? Yeah, I what mean, if Leonard Fournette goes to Arizona because they can't work a deal out well, with Kenyon Drake? I don't know that he'd be a great fit in Arizona, but I, I don't think he'd be good for great fit in Arizona either. I'm just saying, right? But wh- he'd be a great fit in Arizona. Uh, but why the heck didn't didn't uh, Bill O'Brien trade for Leonard Fournette? Like that would have been such a better deal. That would have made so much more sense. What? Why trade for him when you can make him the richest running back in NFL history next year? There it is. There it <laughs> He's is. He's always one step ahead, that Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, there's going to be so, like, again, Texans, another opportunity for a place to go. There's so many open possibilities for a guy like Leonard Fournette to go to. I do think Jacksonville has kind of been a hindrance to a very talented running sure. back that, and because of that, because of the early ankle, and because of Jacksonville itself, he's available. You're talking about where did, he, where did he finish last year? Do we remember? Like it was a top. I think he was eight. Uh, Fournette was seven in, in seven. our PBR league. So running back seven overall. You're talking about a running back one who's extremely talented, who's only 25 years old, and maybe yeah, maybe we got three more years of Leonard Fournette, but he's still obtainable of a running back one where those guys always cost you an arm and a leg. You could probably get Leonard Fournette for a 21 first and maybe a little something on top. If if I'm a contender. I would absolutely pay a first and, and maybe even a second to for his services this year because I, I do think he'll repeat as an RB1. I'm just I just don't know if after this he'll go to a situation where he can get a bunch of passing volume like he like he got this past year. And I think that's the best point because he was force fed. He was he had hundred targets last year. Do you think he, do you think if he goes to another offense they're gonna they're gonna feature him that way? I don't ever game? I don't ever think he'll get back to that touch receptions. But what I'm saying is it could be offset with his touchdowns. By it, it, it definitely like, could. Yeah. What if he goes to Seattle? I mean, there's so many spots for him to go that I would, I and would he not could, mind. He could absolutely go into the, then Derek Henry, Nick Chubb type of range uh, where maybe not a lot of reception volume, but enough rushing volume that he's still an RB one, a one year deal in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? There's so many spots. Oh, he'd be great in Pittsburgh. He'd be really good in Pittsburgh. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, for me, I think this Thanks might be... Thanks for putting that in the universe, Rich. Right. Take I, it back. <laughs> this might be a situation to buy Leonard Fournette just on the upside of leaving Jacksonville alone. He'll be force-fed this year. Then he leaves because he's not going back to Jacksonville. Like He's not signing Jacksonville. No. So he'll be in a position... I don't think they want him either. Yeah, they don't want him. He definitely doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Even another team in Florida. Miami. Miami's had to come up, right? Mm-hmm. Another, there's so many spots Tam- for Tampa Leonard Fournette. Bay would be... <laughs> spot for him too. another do we just name 18 for Leonard Fournette? <laughs> we did so even though there's a lot of free agent running backs that means those teams need running backs and there's some good college runs running backs we have to admit from a talent standpoint this guy was a top five NFL draft pick there's times when he's playing at LSU you're like this guy should sit out the year he's so talented he is a talented running back big guy bruiser not, not but he's shown the same thing he can catch the football we'll always we'll always compare some of these guys like oh they get the Leonard Fournette you know scheme to him where he's manufactured touches. So to me, I'm opposite. I feel like I'd buy Leonard Fournette now. Like wow. I'm I'm gauging an owner on interest and see what it's costing to get him. And I'm willing to pay 
the first and second, like you said. Yeah, I'm paying as a contender. I'm not doing it in any other situation. Okay. I, I'm with you there, Garrett, because I'm just I'm not quite as sure about his long term. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're look. if you're rebuilding, you should never go after a running older running back. Anyway. Yeah. Ever buy an older running back? You only buy older running backs when you're going for the ship, like the guaranteed thing. Because like, those 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 running backs won't be there for the late first, so you you, you trade for them. Right. Absolutely. Receivers, Matt. Tell us about DJ Shark. Um, he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's him. our what Jacksonville else? Jaguars coverage. Uh, <laughs> what else do you need to know? <laughs> I guess some stats. Fine. He was the only thousand-yard uh, receiver on that team last he, year. He was. He had uh, 118 targets for 73 uh, with 73 receptions, 100 or 1,008 yards, and eight touchdowns. Um, by far and away, um, the best target there in my. Uh, esteemed opinion i mean so for instance dd westbrook also had 100 uh you know 100 targets uh leonard Fournette had 100 targets and dd westbrook ended with 660 yards compared to the 1008 that that dj shark had so he's just a, a much more viable much more explosive type of guy and and he scored eight touchdowns which also led the the team yeah so. dd's almost a devil worshiper 66 receptions 660 yards like how many sixes you need in there Yikes. Hello, Satan. Yikes. Indeed. Only three touchdowns. So, so basically, we only want DJ Chark, and we're not really interested in anybody else. Well, right? they're bringing LaVisca Chanel. Like, how are they going to utilize him? Are they going to utilize him in that Leonard Fournette receiving role? Do they utilize – I mean, you, they took him – where they took him, you got to imagine they're going to try and slide him into that number two role. Sure. And D.D. Westbrook – I mean, D.D. Westbrook's solid. It's just he hasn't put it together yet. No, and, he hasn't. And Chris Conley was the other guy that was – he was second in the – um on the team with the, with 775 receiving yards and only 447 receptions and only 47 receptions on 90 targets though so he was like a 50 percent guy he's like a go go long type of guy yeah so. i have him on a lot of dynasty teams as like my seventh receiver for like those weeks where it's like oh my gosh everyone's hurt or everyone's on a bye week and that would be the only he would be the super emergency break glass type of yeah. guy where you know you're, you're hoping to not rely on him more than once a year you're hoping for that big play and a touchdown and and he's in the last year of his deal there as well so chris conley i i would think is going to be moving on after this and, uh, have any of you guys changed your tune on lavisca chanel uh i know of the three of us i was the highest on him i'm but i think compared to everyone else i'm still lower and i think i'm still probably in that same boat like i don't actually own him on any teams but i don't think he's like a terrible buy so it's kind of didn't, didn't land in a great opportunity here either for a team that's at you know tons of targets only 1,000-yard receiver. It, well, it, it, he's got an opportunity coming up next year, and that's a thing. Like Because Keelan Cole's in the last year of his deal, D.D. Westbrook's in the last year of his deal, and Chris Conley. So really, it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be DJ Shark and him next year as the as the two main guys uh, because I don't I don't see them they're not bringing back Conley I mean they may bring back DD Westbrook um, depending on on what kind of role he's okay um, kind of settling into but I don't think they're gonna bring back Cole either so it's 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 definitely he's got an opportunity and for the team that the tight end position is literally just never used. It's just not there. I mean, you're talking about a team. James O'Shaughnessy led the tight ends with 153 yards and two touchdowns. They have no fancy relevant tight end at all. Josh Oliver offered you know some youth and athleticism. They bring in Tyler Eifert, who has always been a solid fancy tight end if he can stay healthy. He just can't yeah. stay healthy. Well, Jay, Gr Jay Gruden's running the offense, um, so he's going to have familiarity with with Tyler Eifert and what he can do. So there, you might see a little bit more usage. Uh, it's going to be up to Tyler Eifert to kind of stay healthy. Yeah, a 13 yard, uh, 13 touchdown season under. Jay Gruden, right? So at one point, see, he has a little bit of upside. I think, I think, with that respect in mind, definitely has. That's fair. That is fair. But, but you have to be willing to take on the gamble of Tyler Everett staying healthy. Yep. So, like, where's where are the dynasty assets on this team? DJ Shark, Leonard Fournette. That, yep. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, Gardner Minshew in, in, a, in a super flex. I think is a guy that you're you got you know late in your in your draft, and he's far outperformed his his. ADP and, and and where you drafted him? Would you consider selling him or no? Immediately, Be yeah. And, and that's that's the thing for me is he's going to have to perform really really well because we know this team is more or less tanking. Like they've traded a lot of their good assets, especially on the defensive side of the football. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're going to have a very high draft pick. So unless Gardner balls out and throws for you know forty four hundred yards and you know, leads them to a, a respectable, you know, eight and eight or something like that. I just don't see a scenario where 
they don't just say, oh, we're going to go draft Justin Fields or, oh, we're going to go draft Trey Lance or, you know, whoever. And, yeah. and, and to, I guess just to put a, like a, a salary cap spin on it, they've only got $10 million right now in salary cap space, but it's because they're carrying a huge 30, almost $38 million of dead money from the Nick Foles, from the Tevin Smiths, like you said, they were getting rid of, mm-hmm. Mar- you know, Clayus Campbell, Marcel Darius, they're still carrying dead money on, A.J. Bouye. Chandler so Ramsey. Um, that's actually not on here. So oh. did did his con- did they traded him, right? Yeah, was, was yeah he's the with la- the Rams now. Was it the last year of his deal, though? Well, must have been. The, his, maybe. his guarantees might have been up or something in, yeah. in, in, the, in the rookie deal. So they're not carrying any dead, dead money from him, according to uh, uh, SpotRack. But kind of like the Patriots are going to free up a lot. They're going to free up a lot. They're going to have a ton of space. Yeah. So, so. next year's their first step. They get the quarterback. Yep. Go pair it up with DJ Shark. Resign DJ Shark. You know, and then go from there. Yep. So okay. that's that's how that's going to kind of fall out for them. I think. Last team here before we move on after our three and a half hour show on the AFC South, <laughs> um, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill, Logan Woodside at running back Derrick Henry, Darrington Evans is pretty much it. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and Kyle Williams at wide receiver. John New Smith, Anthony Fersker, and McCole Pruitt at tight end. So Tannehill, a quarterback last year, finished really strong. It was like QB8 over the last uh, half of the season for him. Not a lot of throwing opportunities there, but they were really efficient when they did. This is clearly still going to be the same offense they went into the almost to the Super Bowl last year. A run-first team that capitalized on opportunities they have in the passing game. A second year AJ Brown should take a big step forward here too because he blew up on the scene and had a fantastic rookie season. Yep, he absolutely did. Um, obviously, uh, eighty-four targets, fifty-two receptions for one thousand fifty-one yards and eight touchdowns. So, so how time. many targets did you say he had? Uh, eighty-four. That's the crazy part about what he did on such such few targets, and it's going to be hard to see if he'll be able to replicate that. Uh, and that's the hard part is I think his talent is crazy. I remember you and I both had him as our top guy pre-draft mm-hmm. as far as you know who we really liked. And I think he's an immense talent, but they ran the ball almost 50% of the time. Like it's, it's a 50-50 split and they just re-up Derrick Henry. So I don't think that's changing. No, I think that they're staying with the same formula. There's going to be a lot of play action passes. It's what it's what Tannehill he he thrives in under right. that sort of sort of situation. And AJ Brown, I mean, he over, he averaged over 20 yards a catch. And, and a lot of it wasn't air yards. I mean, he did a it was lot of yards it. after the yeah, catch. He did yeah. a lot of it yards after the catch. So uh, he just, led his team in receptions only 52. It, it's 1052 1051 yards and 52 receptions it's like he's like mike williams out there he is like mike williams um so are you are you buying the player or are you selling because of potentially the lack of opportunity because that's that's where the the sides are if you're buying it it's because you believe he's really really that good and it doesn't matter the targets or are you nervous and considering selling because it's going to be really hard to replicate that on so few targets. Even if he gets an increase of 15 targets or 20 targets, it's still going to be hard to replicate. So if I was a guy that didn't believe in A.J. Brown pre-draft as much as I did, I would say, yeah, sell. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous that this is – but I, I, I did – And I'm like, with you. I bought into the talent pre-draft, and when he got to the NFL, I saw a lot of what I thought I would see. So me personally, I'm buying into the player. And, I'm with and you. I'm, and I'm holding him. See, I, I, I would have no problem shopping him. I mean, he was wide receiver. He did really well last year. He was wide receiver 21 in PPR leagues. So to me, he's just, with the system they run, and the system probably going to run over the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Now, Grant, he's still really young here. But you got, we have to say, A.J. Brown's value is pretty high right now. Right. Um, a lot of people would like to get a piece of that. So to me, I would have no problem shopping him because even though like I think he's a very talented player, and what he did proved on the field, like you know, the eight touchdowns and how many targets he get. I feel like he will be limited by the role he get. I mean, Tannehill just signed that big contract, so he's there for a while. So this mm-hmm. is the quarterback he's dealing with over the next three to four years. To me, I think AJ Brown's gonna be solid, but I think he's gonna be like a solid wide receiver too. So my my question with AJ Brown would be, could I get a wide receiver one for AJ Brown? Can I can I use him? to just upgrade a little bit more. Like, can I get, cause he's one of those guys like right now, it's always hard to get that wide receiver one, right? Mm-hmm. It's super hard to get that guy. But when you start getting, taking guys like an AJ Brown and throwing him into the offer, it starts to make it a little bit easier. So if I can get, you know, a Tyree kill 
if I can get that kind of caliber player or a Chris Godwin, for example, I wouldn't mind trying to go that route because I do feel A.J. Brown is somewhat overpriced. I I get that. Slightly overpriced out of the production you're going to get, which is good production, but it's just he's over like he's he's almost got wide receiver one value and i just don't envision him as being a wide receiver one. And, and that's the most difficult part about his value right now because even though i'm, I'm more with matt if, if anything i'm probably like a hold if i have him, I'm, I'm holding on to him i don't know that i'm necessarily selling but i'm not going to buy him um because just the price is so inflated right now that he would have to be a wide receiver one this year to be worth what you're going to pay for to, him. to justify the price. I agree with that. Uh, so, and, th- and that's what that's where the shop comes in effect. Like just to see, I'm not saying to sell him to sell him, but like, hey, what? Where can you get in that? You know, where can you get for that? I mean, even if you get, I mean, can I get DJ Moore? Right? Can I get? Can I get Chris Godwin along those lines? I think AJ Brown, AJ Brown opens that door for. I think he's a key to opening a, sure. a door to a nicer car essentially. And I like him, but I also think there's other players out there that are, that are similar to similar to him that are cheaper. I will like a Jarvis Landry, for example. Yep. I hear you. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Even, even a guy like that. Allen Robinson, you know what I mean? Like you could probably get Allen Robinson plus for an AJ Brown. You for definitely could. And to me, those are yep. very similar guys. And Allen Robinson almost offers a little bit higher ups. You know, he's the just same. because of the massive targets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little bit more upside there for a guy like Allen Robinson, but you can get Al Robinson plus and Allen Robinson's only 26. So it's not like you're trading for an old guy as well. It's just not, if I had age, I have zero AJ Brown share. So it's easy for me to go out and say this, but that's <laughs> if I had them, those are the opportunities I'm exploring as a dynasty owner. It's just like, okay, I see him. I like him, but I might be in a situation here where like I'm capped. And if he, if he is my number one receiver, it's like, okay, I need, I could do, I need to do better. It's the same thing as like a Miles Sanders. Like their, their value, that makes has, sense. Yeah. their value has just gone so high above uh, where it was like this time last year that you have to at least explore deals. You're at buying way. at the ceiling price. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even a guy like Mike, like you can get Mike Evans even for AJ Brown and maybe Okay, probably not plus, but you can get Mike Evans for AJ Brown. And yeah, I'm, they're going right around the same range. And I'm taking Mike Evans over AJ Brown, personally. Uh eh, that's close. I say I think I'm still taking Brown. I'm, I'm pro- taking Brown. I might, I might take Brown. <laughs> you could see my. You I'm know like, what? With age, I might, I might lean that way, but it is really close. It is close. I'm just saying, I'm not again. I'm not an owner. Yep. Johnu Smith, big time athlete, big time spark sport score guy. Here goes in this. Are we in the same situation though? It's just not enough passing opportunity for John New Smith because we have Corey Davis there as well. Davis finished 20, 2019 with forty three receptions on on four on sixty nine targets, six hundred one yards, fourteen yards per catch. He had he only had two touchdowns. Is there room for a guy like John New Smith to come in here and be that uh, a weapon there? Does anyone know? Uh, before we get on to John New Smith, does anyone know what Corey Davis' injury was? He's on the active pup to start camp as well. Oh, I did not. I did I not know. Um, okay. All right. I just wasn't sure if there was something I missed in the off season. Anyway, um, John U. Smith, I, you know, obviously Delaney Walker played a little bit of last season before he went down. Um, so you could, you could see an increase from John U. Smith's last year production. I don't know if it equates to him being like a viable guy that every, like everyone's pumping this guy up. Like he's, he's the next sleeper tight end. I don't see it though. I, I same thing. I got to sell AJ Brown because this is a guy who you mentioned, there's only so many targets to go around. He led all tight ends on this team in targets with 44. Right. Well, and, and their pace, because one, 50% roughly is going to be running plays. So there's 50% of the snaps right there. But they also ranked in the, they were the third from the bottom as far as plays ran per game. So you're taking away half of the volume, which is one of the smallest amounts of volume in the league. So that's going to be the tough part. They average 58.8 plays per game. So 59 plays a game. So you're, you're telling me that, you're probably only getting 28, 29 passing plays a game. Like that's, that's tough. It, it is very hard, especially when you start um, factoring in the AJ Browns, the Corey Davises, even Adam, Humphreys, Adam Humphreys. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm so, selling every single player on this team, I'm selling Derrick Henry. I'm sorry. Selling his values as yeah. high as it's ever going to be. It's never going to be higher. He's never going to, if he, if he can outproduce, I would, 
two things here. I don't think Derrick Henry is going to finish as a running back one this year. Cray, cray. <laughs> and don't hit that crystal ball sound. I think, <laughs> I'm not that confident. I don't. I don't I'm think, not that confident. <laughs> I think last year is his best fantasy year of his career. It very well could. Be. I could see that, and uh, that's not even that great. So I'm selling Derrick Henry. I think he's still going to be a, a, a running back. One. I'm shopping AJ Brown if I have him, just because of mm-hmm. scenario, not because of a player at all. And it, but it's important. It's important a part of a player is right. the scheme and scenario they're in, um, situation they're in. And then even John New Smith, like I'm in tight end premium league, and people are like covering him for him. I'm not selling Corey Davis. Cause I can't get anything for him at all, and I'd rather just ride him out and die with him because <laughs> um, I love him. I love his college shape that much. And Johnny Smith, like he's he's a name out there right now for that next up and coming tight end, and I just don't see it as well. Opportunity, you know what I mean? Opportunity. I, I I think I think he's a fine player, but thirty five receptions last year, I, I could see him getting a bump to 40, 45, 50 maybe. But then you're smothered in that group of like right. tight end eleven to twenty five. The same, they're all you're all one point apart. Yeah. You're there with Blake Jarwin, and you're there with you yep, know. exactly. Um, so I'm not I'm not that high on him, uh, not as high as as most people are. Okay, well we're all a little exhausted. Yep, it took us three hours to record a one hour show. I got to pee. The first <laughs> the first show we did was absolutely amazing, fantastic. We had a lot of good jokes in there. There were. It cannot be repeated because it was all natural humor. All natural. But it's over. Our division breakdowns here are over. They are. We'll be back next week with a brand new show and all kinds of fun stuff. But in the meantime, there's plenty of other stuff to do. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every, every day. If you're a Nerd Herd member, we got a big surprise coming your way this Saturday. Mm. We have a podcast coming out that kind of explain what's going on. Yep. Uh, check out the Facebook group page. It keeps growing on a daily basis. About 9,000 users on there. Check out DynastyNerds.com for all those fun articles. Join the Nerd Herd for the price of a cup of coffee. You get our rankings. You get extra podcasts. You get the Nerd Score. For the rookies, you get the film room to watch all these rookies. You want to watch? You, you you don't have enough football in your life? Jump on that film room. Oh, yeah. We have games cut up for every single play for every individual player out there. And this coming year, there's going to be all kinds of all twenty two tape. Ooh, nice. nice teaser. And if you want to talk on Twitter, I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. You follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. And if we weren't so tired, we give you a way better goodbye. No, check out the uh, shop, too. We got some good stuff in there, right? Some T-shirts, oh, some yeah. hats, some hoodies. Some oh, hoodies. And the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that for the uh, all the stuff we do on there. And right now they're taking vote. They, they have a... Uh, oh, yeah, for the film nerds. Yeah, you, you can pick... Who we're who we're gonna who we're gonna right look down. at next week? Yeah, we've had some player. Who just had a player on there again? Right? Uh, yeah, we had we had uh, Raymond Davis on a little while back, uh, about three weeks ago, and actually tomorrow night we have Makai Polk, who's a uh, freshman wide receiver from Cal, who I'm very excited to have him on. Nice, nice. Yeah, check it out. YouTube Dynasty Nerds. I gotta go to bed now. Support your favorite podcast. Become a Nerd Herd member today. Do it. Do it. Do it. Adios.